Welcome, welcome. I'm Morgan Davy of Diceratops Presents, and this is the mini episode. Between each of our live show recordings, we're going to drop one of these mini episodes with some extra bits and pieces you might like coming up in this episode. Griffin Jerky. Helpful advice from Randy Dwarf, and a chance to meet our newest adventurer, Wiramu Tuhiwai. Coming up in the podcast, the recording of our last show, our August 24 show, Knocking on Raven's Door. Everyone knows the legend of Raven's Door. It appears on a lonely hilltop at midnight, staying only as long as a dream before fading away. If you read the stars just right, you might find the door and seek the treasures within. Just make sure you're not still inside when it disappears. That was our August 24th show at Bats Theatre in Wellington. It was cool. It was a real good time. I'm looking forward to sharing that all with you. That's coming up pretty soon on the podcast. Our next live show is October the 26th. And that's at Bats Theatre in Wellington once again. The title for this one, Won't Get Gould Again. Tickets are on sale now. There's only 10 seats left. So don't hesitate. Pause this podcast. Jump on the website and book a ticket before you miss out. The link will be in the show notes or on the Bats Theatre website. Okay, time for some questions from our amazing listeners, our amazing audience out there. If you've got some questions, you just uh, fire them through and we'll see if we can get to them in these mini episodes. We're going to start off with a very serious question from Leon Cast, who asked, Do you have a recipe for griffin jerky? Well, Leon, if you're tempted to jerkify your dead griffin, I'd suggest being careful. Um, it's a jerky of two parts this situation. For the front of the griffin, you can just use your basic turkey jerky. Turkey jerky recipe will see you right there. It is a predator. You're not going to get too much meat on those griffin front bones. But what there is, you, you can jerk that up real good. But the back half, the lion half, my advice there is don't. For reference, in 95, Guy Williams of Elk City, Idaho, he shot a cougar and he made it into jerky. So that's some big cat jerky. He took that cat jerky to work and he shared it out and the end result was 10 people, including him, had round worms burrow into their muscles. They got real sick. It sounds real gross. It's a cure disease situation right there. Um, maybe you think you'll you'll make the survival check and your cat jerky will be the safe cat jerky, but it's not worth the social damage. I don't think anyone wants worms burrowing into their muscles. So my griffin jerky recipe is front half yes, back half no thank you our august 24 show saw the arrival on the diceratops stage of wiramu tuhiwai playing ford in advance of that show knocking on raven's door i got together with wiramu and uh, we had a little chat and here it is um so i've got in front of me 20 commonly asked interview questions you will see in front of you there is a orange 20-sided dice could you um roll that for me please and we'll sure. find out find out the uh, appropriate question to begin with today nine nine question nine question nine Wiramu, what motivates you oh man uh and I'm, I'm talking in terms of of gaming of obviously so what motivates you when you sit down to enjoy a game I think the games I really enjoy are the cooperative ones. Uh, like Pandemic? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, Dungeons and & Dragons, I just love working together as a team for one goal together. Um, and that's probably why I enjoy playing D&D as well, because it also goes into my other passion, which is um, 
you know, improvisation, which lends it quite well to D&D. So those, improv and collaboration. Um, that's a good answer to that question. How about another question? Can I, can I get another roll out of that dice, please? Seven. Number seven. Oh, well, this is a good one. In terms of gaming and what you might offer to our gaming situation here in Diceratops, what are your main strengths? Uh, not being too competitive, not taking it too seriously, uh, not having a tension when, uh, you know, a card or a roll doesn't go my way, obviously react, but I wouldn't lose my call completely. Um, I'm sure you've seen people just lose their call and we've just been playing for five minutes. It's like, wow, if you're going to be like this for the next two hours, it's going to be a very short game. So, uh, yeah, I think just being optimistic or remaining optimistic is probably the, the, my best strength, I feel. Yeah. You're, so your experience of um, at improv that you mentioned before, that, that might give you some other strengths that you can draw upon? Is there anything in there that you, you want to... If, if anything, it probably hones in my storytelling. Mm-hmm. I just love making up stories on the spot. Uh, as a kid growing up, my imagination was, you know, my favourite toy growing up. Um, you know, using rulers and rubber bands as nunchucks to play, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and using your backpack as your shell. As you know, that's what we had in the 80s. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and then uh, just using, you know, um, kind of like leaves off branches as like stethoscopes when you're playing doctors and nurses. Uh, so just the power of imagination and kind of just going anywhere at any time. Improv definitely has and will continue to help. But yeah, definitely a strength. Fantastic. All right, one more question. I just got the low rolls out of the way. Yeah. Uh, one. Oh, way down, way down to number one. one. Um, well, number one is is a pretty open question. It's a common interview starter, so naturally we're putting it at the end because that's how we <laughs> do things at Diceratops. Tell me about yourself, Furumu. Tell me about yourself. What else do we need to know? What is oh. like, the one last thing that we should know before we <laughs> sign you up? Uh, that I only have one dimple. <laughs> My um, flatmate, who's known me for quite a while, always seen my dimple. But then it wasn't until like as recent as last week where he went, "Wait, you only have one dimple?" And he's known me for quite a long time, and I thought he was joking, but he was quite serious. So, yes, I only have one dimple. For people, for the <laughs> listeners out there, I'm sure that helped. <laughs> well, that's that's something to watch for in all our promotional photos. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm looking forward to rolling some dice with you. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Thank You've you got the job. Yes, success. <laughs> All right, listeners, now it's time for a little bit of advice from your friend, Randy, the Hill Dwarf. And you're back with Over the Hill with Randy. <laughs> uh, time for one of our letters. Oh, this one comes from Smith Corman. Dear Randy, I am a great merchant, and I can charm anyone into buying anything. But one thing I can't seem to do is find love. Oh, I am fat and bald, and my dress sense is somewhat lacking. But I have spent years hoping someone would see through that. There is a woman, ha <laughs> ha, isn't there always? 
in the Dapton Bazaar whom I have hated for many years. She's a salty, bitter, tactless old crone who has always sparked in me nothing but disgust. Lately, however, I've been thinking of her in a different light. A romantic light, if you catch my meaning. The feeling is strange and scary. Please help me. Do my problems cancel each other out? Am I just a foolish, lonely man with a silly dream? Sincerely, Smith. Well, Smith, your feelings are very natural for what I can only assume is a human emotion that you've got. Love is strange. And old women and crones in particular, love love for them is, is not a normal thing. And But if there's one thing that Randy knows, it is that you should go for what you want. Find this woman, find this old hag, this old crone, and maybe tell her that tell her how you feel. Tell her how your feelings of disgust have changed and grown into love. That what once was her nasty and terrifying visage and feelings of repulsion that you felt now feel feelings of intimacy into your into your very soul. And that if that doesn't work, try buying her a gift. I like very strong wine. Maybe some, maybe maybe the head of one of her enemies. I, there are a range of things you could do, but Smith, seize the initiative. Go and find this crone and tell her that she is yours. Terrible advice, as always. Thanks for that, Randy. Uh, you know, or alternatively, you could just accept that you're born alone and we die alone, and in between quite a bit of aloneness and just accept it because that's the way life is it doesn't have to be though Fran right I mean if you love something set it free if you really love it go and catch it again claim it it's yours you love that tell that crone right you could yeah you could you could write that on a on a mug or something and, and sell it that's a great idea can you teach me how to write? <sighs> how long do we have? Time for one more letter. This one is from Goror. He says, Randy, me Goror, me rock monster, and me guardian of forest. Humans come into forest more now. Before no humans, now many humans. Some humans bad, but some humans not so bad. What me do? Goror. Can I can I start with that one? Uh, sure, please. Goror, am I? Goror, Goror. All humans are bad, and the only way to to deal with humans that are infesting what was previously a human free environment is to murder them all. Well, that not, would be my strong recommendation. Not all humans. I mean, I know at least one good human. That there was that stable girl we found that time. Yeah, she was young. She was still growing into her humanness. We saved her from that vicious griffin. Do you remember? That griffin was tearing her to shreds and we intervened and we turned it into dead griffin. Mmm, yeah. Look, I'm half human. (laughs) And... uh, Yes, you are. Even then, even then, half human, I think... We'd be better off if Groror 
murdered the humans. I have to say, I've, I've, I've something I've always, always wondered about this, though, friend, is that which, exactly which half of you is human? Because looking at you, I can't tell if it's your top half or your bottom half, your left half or your right half, or if it's like... It's not like I'm a centaur. It's not... Or a minotaur. So, like, or a, you're, you know, you don't have secret human parts underneath your... Yeah. Look, I down. I am robes. all orc down there. All right, you. Okay, that's one hundred percent orc. I owe, I owe someone some money. Goror, um, yeah, maybe just some humans are bad, but someone some humans not so bad. I think you summed it up well. I think what you should do is find out if these humans are particularly good or particularly bad, and. Maybe submit them to some tests. If you find that they, um, if they resist your tests too strongly, probably very powerful humans and maybe, maybe bad art to harm you. A great test for, for, for a human is that you load them up with rocks, being a rock monster, throw them in a river. If they float, they're good. There Ooh, we go. I haven't heard of that one before. Mm. What happens if they don't float? Well, they're bad, ah, obviously. And then what do you kill them? Yep, sure. Good advice. Thank you, friend. All right, that's once, uh, once, that's another episode of Over the Hill with Randy. Um, I'm Randy. And I'm Fran. <laughs> See you next time. And the questions for that segment come from Brad Zimmerman, the dungeon master of The Fate of Ison. The Fate of Ison is a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. It's also from Wellington. It's set in the homebrew world of Ison and features a cast of Kiwi comedians, including Jules Bergeser, who is part of the Diceratops family. She'll be on our, our October show. She was in the Bucket Fountain show from last December that will be coming up on the podcast soon. The Arkvale Empire has taken over most of the continent and a small resistance is building to fight back. It's a story about gods, demons, family, friendship, and standing in the face of insurmountable odds. Visit www.fateofison.com to learn more or find The Fate of Ison on all major podcast apps. Also check out the family-friendly spin-off series The Gigantic Adventures of Jeff and Simon, which is about a mouse and a pigeon on a quest in a strange new realm. I'm going to be putting links to those in the show notes. Do check them out. Fate of Ison have been wonderfully supportive of what we're doing at Diceratops, and uh, I think they're pretty great. New Zealand's Game Master Hiring Service Questbook is expanding into our city, Diceratops' city of Wellington, and... Relevant to us, one of their dungeon masters is Darren Woods, who's also known as the Wizard of Light and Sound during our live shows. He makes all the amazing stuff happen from the tech desk. And uh, he is going to be part of that quest book event that's starting off their Wellington Adventurers Evening. It's going to happen at UB Wellington Campus in the evening on Monday, September the 16th. Experienced adventurers seem to be welcome, but it's um, very friendly for people who've never played before to learn as they go. Dee says that he plans to run a version of an adventure called Gardens of Fog, which is from the DMs Guild Marketplace, and that adventure was sold with proceeds benefiting Take This, which is a non-profit dedicated to promoting mental health and fighting the stigma of mental illness. Dee notes that NZ's Mental Health Awareness Week, which also happens this month, has a theme this year of Explore Your Way to Wellbeing. 
Fire Tiara Haura Fitiora, which seems appropriate. So here's the blurb. A dear friend lies stricken, a prisoner in their own mind. Local healers are baffled, unable to provide aid, and without intervention your companion is surely lost. Steal yourself into the realm of the mind and face the struggles within. So you can find more about Dee's adventure and everything that Questbook do at questbook.nz or search Questbook on Facebook. I'll also put the link in the show notes. And I think that's all. All right, that's all from us this time out. Please rate and review. It really does help us find our audience. One reviewer on Facebook gave us five out of five Glaive Guizarms. Thanks, Brandon Brooks, for that very distinctive polearm rating. We're very keen to hear from you. If your characters or NPCs have questions for Randy Dwarf, he will have some fantastic advice, I know, so send them through, please. And if you have any other questions that we could answer about Diceratops, about our shows, about anything else in the world, we'd love to hear them. Our theme music is the Sunday song by the K15 project or k1500 project i don't know how scott says that um i'll put a link in the show notes i really love that song and uh big thanks to wurumu tuhiwai steven youngblood and jared baker jared of course did a bunch of recording for this uh, find us on all the socials at diceratops nz let the good dice roll <laughs>